Hi, this is Ashley, your esthetician, and in this case, your cosmetic tattoo artist. And today we're going to talk about cosmetic tattoo for the eyebrows, what the procedure is going to be like and what to expect with aftercare and healing. So microblading is when we use a very, very thin blade that we do paper cut like hair strokes in the eyebrows that mimic and look like real hair. And shading is when a tattoo machine is used with different kind of shading needles to mimic the effect of if you filled your eyebrows in with like a powder. I started cosmetic tattooing learning microblading. Um, It was probably about five years into my career. I felt very confident that I could understand different um, skin types and brow shapes and really learned how to read a client and understand what they were looking for um, with their eyebrows. And when I started microblading, I had a lot of clients who came in who were excited because they want it to look like real natural hair. Well... Then comes out the clients who have no hair and want cosmetic tattooing. They have been filling them in for a number of years and they got really used to the like, um, the look and they really liked it. So I would do microblading on the first session because they wanted it very natural. And then when they would come in for their touch up session, then they decided they wanted to do shading. So I went back and um, learned shading. So, microblading looks like hair strokes, and shading is more pigment on the skin, and it looks like if you were to fill them in. You can combine both techniques. You can do one or the other. There's so many different things. So, what I suggest is I would not just, like, look up eyebrows of people that you like, But I would look up like cosmetic tattooed eyebrows and start looking at some work because, you know, you'll hear a lot of, if you've already started researching this, you might hear of combination brows, ombre brows. There's so many different kinds of techniques. It's kind of like when we were in school and we learned about artist painting, there's tons of different, um, types of paintings out there and painting techniques and eyebrows have you know cosmetic tattooing for the eyebrows have kind of stemmed and pushed in that direction where there's just different tons of techniques and it is best that you go through pictures start seeing if there are commonalities with the eyebrows and maybe a certain technique that you like and finding an artist who does that technique. Some artists out there just microblade. Some really love shading. Some like to do ombre brows or combo brows. So first find out what you're gravitating towards what you like and then look for an artist that does that work. So... With the procedure with me, I'm just going to explain what I do. And then you, when you find an artist, you can ask them some questions um, because some artists do things differently. Um, a, a lot of what I do is what is just learned in a, in a good accredited school. So it'll give you a good foundation of what to look for. 
So when a client comes in for the cosmetic tattoo for the brows, I block off two and a half hours. A bulk of the procedure is consulting, drawing out the shape, and also numbing. And so you come in. We talk about what you're looking for, your eyebrow history. Um, Some clients tell me that they've had an accident where their eyebrows have been burned off or maybe they over-twist. So we get a good backstory about your brows and what is capable with your kind of skin type. Um, If you have oily skin, sometimes microblading's not the best for you and maybe shading is. Um... So your your artist should go through all that with you and what they think is best given the kind of skin type that you have. So once we talk and we consult about your eyebrows and get to know what you want to do and we look at your skin type, um, we start to do an outline. I encourage my clients to come in with their eyebrows filled in so I can get an idea of what you do. Sometimes clients know, like, they fill them in. They're like, I really like the shape. I like the thickness. I like where they arch. This is what I want. Some clients are like, I really don't know how to fill in my eyebrows or what I'm doing, so that's why I'm here to see you. You're the professional. So when a client comes in with their eyebrows filled in, it gives me an idea of what they're comfortable with. Um, You know, someone who fills them in fairly thin or natural, then I know that that is their style and I'm not going to go, you know, big. Not that I do anyways, but some clients do want to come in and they want like a big fluffy brow. And if they haven't been filling them in at home like that, sometimes I'm a little bit hesitant because uh, it's kind of like they think they want that and then they get it and then you might freak out. So the first session, I'm always very modest. And it's usually the second session when clients come in and they want to go you know, a little bit more bold, a little bit darker, a little bit fuller, brow envy, I call it. Uh, That tends to happen. So you get on the table and we draw out a shape. Um, I measure a million times to make sure that they are both starting where they need to be. They're both arching where they need to be. And they're both the same height. And they both, the tails both end at the same place. So we draw on a shape, my clients look in the mirror, and you guys approve the shape, and you tell me what you think. 99% of the time, it is very hard to tell because the technician will probably use like a white or a black pencil to outline it, and it's hard to envision um, the shape, but... I tell my clients, you know, just trust me. I try to have you guys envision it and draw in hair strokes so that way you guys can see it. Um, So we draw out a shape. And once my clients are like, okay, I'm comfortable with this. I trust you. um, I go ahead and we numb the skin. How that works is I take the microblade or my shading needle And I just gently tap and rough up the skin just a little bit. So that way when we go to put the numbing cream on, it can penetrate into the skin. And we sit there and you numb for 15 to 20 minutes. Um, We rough up the skin. I apply the numbing cream. I put a piece of plastic in. 
um, to keep it from drying out. And then we go ahead and we pick out a color together. So I ask my clients for the next two years, what kind of hair color are you going to stay at? Some clients may, older clients may come in gray and they don't really actually plan to stay gray. They're going to change it. So we get an idea um, of your hair color, what color would be good for your brows. And we mix it up. And once you're done numbing, we go ahead and start the procedure. And throughout the process, I keep numbing my clients. So what I've heard in the industry, there's actually some clients who've come to me um, for their future sessions. Um, they maybe had microblading or shading done before and their artist didn't numb them. Um, I think numbing is important because A, it keeps you very comfortable and B, it's restricting the blood flow around the brow. So if you look up pictures of freshly tattooed eyebrows, you might notice like a white ring around them. Um, that is from the numbing cream. We call it like the white halo around the brow. Um, it's keeping the blood away. So that way when we're microblading, you're not bleeding and it's the blood's not pushing up into the pig, um, out through the pigment. So when we make these cuts, they're not deep. We can't go too deep um, or else the color is just not going to take and the line's not going to look crisp. And then we can't make it too shallow either or your skin's not going to retain the pigment. So we call it a little sweet spot. So when you think of microblading, again, it's nothing like too in, like invasive and crazy um, where you're going to be bleeding like profusively on the table. It's just it's very minimal trauma to the to the skin but any kind of cut we just want to make sure that the blood flow is away from where we're tattooing so that's why I feel you should be numbed and if you find an artist who doesn't numb I would definitely ask them you know why they do that and think about if that's something that you're okay with um, so we go ahead and we do the procedure. Most of the time with the eyebrows, when I tattoo, it takes me about 60 to 90 minutes to do it. Um, and then afterwards we're done. I hand you the mirror. Um, and then we go over aftercare. So if you plan on getting your eyebrows done, I wouldn't be planning a vacation anywhere, um, for like the next two or three weeks or so, um, especially when you're going to be in the sun. If you're getting your eyebrows done in the summertime, just make sure you're wearing a hat and you're protecting them. I tell my clients just to use common sense. If you, you know, and you'd be surprised, a lot of clients who get eyebrows tattooed, they actually don't have any tattoos on their body. So, so some people might not realize this, but treat it just like a tattoo anywhere else in your body, a nice fresh tattoo or just treat it like if you had any other kind of wound. You wouldn't be out trying to get a sunburn on it or a suntan. You would be protecting it um, from the sun. You're not going to be digging up in your garden, getting dirty. Um, you're not going to be sweating at the gym, getting sweat into it. You're not going to be sitting in a hot tub or taking a shower and having the heat on it. So it's the same thing with your eyebrows. You want to make sure you're not going to be in a hot tub or a sauna or a steam room. Um, you don't want to be getting them wet and staying in the shower very long. The heat in the water is going to soften the scab 
And if your scab falls off prematurely, there's a good chance that you may not hold pigment there. For example, I had a client get out of the shower. She wrapped her hair in a towel and it pulled the scab off the tail of her brow and her pigment did not hold there. It was patchy. So when you scab, it's really just for that first week and you're probably envisioning horrible scabs um, and that you're going to look ridiculous. But really, it's again, they're like paper cut like hair strokes. Um, it's very, very like minor. Okay. So once these scabs fall off, we know that the skin has created this healthy new barrier of skin. So you're less prone to getting any kind of infections and ruining the healing process. Um, sure. If you look up microblading and shading, there are some horrible stories out there of infections. Um, but again, I tell my clients to use common sense at home in those pictures. You don't know what the client did after the procedure. And you also want to make sure that your artist is using all disposable materials. Everything I use gets thrown away. My microblading handle, my microblade, any cup, any spoolie, like everything gets thrown away. Um, I have a drape for the bed that gets tossed, the headband that you guys wear to keep your hair out. Everything literally gets thrown away except my tattoo machine. And my tattoo machine is then wrapped in plastic as well. And then that plastic gets tossed out. Um, So that's the first step is to making sure that your technician is using all new stuff. Um, When my client comes in, I typically have my station like set up already. um, So that way I'm ready to go. But everything I I order actually all my supplies. It's like in a cute kit. Like, you know, if you like go on vacation, you can order like a travel kit of stuff like everything's already wrapped up and bundled and sterilized for me. And I just open up the kit and it's like all my stuff already there. So I don't have like things in bins and I'm taking them and I'm putting on my station. Like everything's in like a sterilized pouch um, that doesn't touch or get exposed to anything until right before the procedure time. I open it all up. Everything's on my station. My client comes in and before I microblade them, I show them the needle and I show them the packaging and I say, this is a brand new needle, as you know, and I'm just opening it fresh for you. Um, so... That way, you guys, I think, I don't know if clients think about that when they're on the table, right? They're just worried about their eyebrows coming out okay. They're not really thinking about, like, maybe the sanitation procedures. Um, so, you know, make sure if, if you go to an artist, just make sure that they're all using disposable things and everything's new and they're not telling you that they're sterilizing them or cleaning them and reusing them because that is, like, a huge, huge no-no. Um, so... For aftercare, again, just treat it just like you would any other wound or cut in the body for the first week um, or two. And so with microblading, it's very interesting. And I send my clients a super cute like emoji healing timeline. All my clients are like, wow, that was exactly on point. Um, Because I can explain it to my clients, but until you guys go through it, then it makes sense. So when you first come in for your eyebrows, it might seem a little shocking. Um, And so let's say today is Tuesday. You're coming in for your eyebrows. They look fresh. Clients really like them, but they look a little bit bold. And I said, don't worry. They're going to really soften. 
So Tuesday, you got fresh eyebrows. Um, Wednesday and Thursday, they're going to look darker because your body's healing and forming a scab. Okay. So it's not the ink. It's your body forming a scab and that is dark. So you're going to be like, oh my gosh, they're so much darker. Then it's going to kind of look like you have dry skin. That's like the scabs falling off. And then the scabs are going to fall off and you're going to say, oh my God, I spent this time, this money, some discomfort and none of it stuck. Well, the healing process for microblading is very interesting. Um, so once the scab falls off, the body has to take that pigment and push it up towards the surface as it heals. So then over another week, you're going to start to see the pigment and the hair strokes and stuff come through. Because um, that's when my clients text me and they start freaking out. I'm like, no, really, it's a normal process of the procedure. The healing with our bodies is so weird. Um, so then, you know, the hair strokes come back and you can see them and it's a lot softer. Um, the color can lighten up to 30%. Some hair strokes shrink. Um, some hair strokes may not take. Um, in the eyebrow, we have different depths of skin, certain parts, you know, are thinner. If we go out towards the temple and the tail, you know, if you feel that's thinner than if you go to the front and we're like on that bone, um, the skin's a little bit thicker there. So anytime you get a microblading or shading procedure, you are always required to have a second procedure done um, eight weeks later. And the reason why you want to wait eight weeks is you want to give the skin plenty of time to heal before the artist goes back in. So because we're working on the face and the body all heals very differently. It's not like if you got a tattoo um, and it heals and what you see is what you get. When you go in for a cosmetic tattoo, they're not using regular tattoo ink that you see, you know, if you got a flower tattooed onto your body. Um, the ink is meant to metabolize um, and I mean, it doesn't completely disappear, but it definitely, definitely softens because the eyebrows that you have, let's say you're getting this done in your 20s or 30s um, or 40s or 50s are going to be different with your age. Um, and unfortunately, gravity does set in. So, you know, when you get them done again, maybe you want them shaped a little bit more different uh, because your face, you know, is... Unfortunately, our skin is, I hate using the word sag. It's such an ugly word. Um, our collagen elasticity is starting to go away. So maybe we need a different eyebrow to really open up the eye area. Um, so when we get a tattoo done in our body, what we see is what we get. But when we do eyebrows and it's a cosmetic tattoo ink, um, it heals a lot differently. So you need a second session because, like I said, some hair strokes may take, some shrink. Um, so that second session is that perfecting session. And typically at this session, uh, clients want to go darker. They want to go fuller. Um, I've probably only had, out of all my appointments I've ever done, probably about two clients who retained their pigment so good. Um, they barely needed anything at that second appointment. So you want to make sure you get your second appointment in eight weeks. You don't want to wait any longer than three or four months for that second appointment. 
So it's not a one and done. Um, and the second appointment too is the same. It's two and a half hours. Even though we have a basis of shape, again, it's outlining the shape. I do a deep consultation, make sure we're both on the same page and picking out a color and numbing. And the aftercare is going to be exactly the same. So once you're done with your um, eyebrows, the maintenance is pretty much every one and a half to two years, which is pretty amazing that you're going to be able to wake up with eyebrows every day. Um, During barbecues and vacations, you're not going to sweat or swim them away. They'll be there. Um... So that is pretty much like microblading and shading 101 and pretty much what to expect during the procedure. You know, I think as long as you're going to a licensed professional um, that has done the training needed to at a accredited school, that they have a bloodborne pathogen certification. Um, the certification for like a nurse and stuff is different than for a cosmetic tattoo artist. So if they've gone to an accredited school to learn, they have their bloodborne pathogen certification um, for the tattoo artist for that state. Um, and they're using disposable stuff and they seem very sanitary and you've seen um, their work or got a referral from them um, and that you feel comfortable with them and they see your vision and understand what you're looking for. I think that would sound like a really good artist for you. Um, And just, you know, of course, things you see online are possible. But again, you don't know what that client did online after the procedure. Um, And maybe the artist that they went to, you know, wasn't supposed to be even doing it. Um, Some of my clients freak me out or I've seen at nail salons, you know, them doing it. And I sometimes wonder, you know, if they're like accredited to do that. So just do your do your research and your due diligence and um you know, be careful and do a lot of research before you book it, um, the procedure. Um, and then also before your microblading and shading, um, just to ask, you know, about any contraindications, certain artists are more comfortable working with certain clients, but you know, if you have any blood clotting issues, that could be, um, an issue, um, autoimmune problems, they heal a little bit differently. I had a client with really, really bad MS and, um, it, her first microblading and shading didn't take very well. Um, or her second one. So we created like a different kind of a game plan um, and did more shading on her for her to retain the color. So if you do have any pre-existing health conditions, make sure you share that with your practitioner um, who's going to be working on you. Um, But if you're a healthy individual, I'm pretty sure you're going to heal perfectly fine. Um, And of course, you can't be like pregnant or nursing getting this done. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. So like before procedure, you know, you don't want coffee or alcohol. You don't want to be taking any, um, pain relievers, any vitamins or supplements that is going to thin the blood prior to the procedure. Um, again, just like bleeding, we don't want anything that's going to thin the blood that when we do microblading and make those cuts, the blood's not 
you know, pushing out the ink and all that. So there are going to be some pre-care instructions. Again, it might sound really scary, but it's really not. When clients are done, it was all worth it. And it wasn't um, as invasive and as scary as they thought. So if you have any questions, I love to answer them for you. Otherwise, that is a good general description of what to experience when you go through a procedure, the difference between microblading and shading, and what to look for in an artist. So I hope you guys have an amazing, lovely day, um, and I will see you all next time in the next podcast. Bye.